Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to awaken to the truth of your soul? Welcome to today's episode of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show with your host, Nadia Khalil. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to today's show. Happy Monday. It is already the 24th of February, I think, if I am correct. Next Monday will be the 2nd of March already. Jeez. And March 10th will be six years of the show. We will hit six years of this show. So, wow. And we just keep on talking. But it's so cool that the things we talk about go deeper and deeper. But the more awesome, cool things about the whole idea that we even started the show was we got to watch Origins of Truth unfold. Told you guys so many times and sometimes because I'm so used to it and I'm used to hearing Christ and I'm used to seeing him from time to time that I forget what a big revelation that is to somebody who's hearing that for the first time. And then looking at me like, all right, crazy lady. Everyone says they've seen or heard Christ. Not everyone, but you know what I'm saying. People who, they say they're the second coming or they say they're the prophet or they're here for God and they get this whole big thing in their head. And I'm like, no, I don't really need to say that. And I'm not God and I'm not Christ. But he did come. And I know he's there because I saw him. And the book was written through me. And I could die tomorrow. That doesn't matter. Shin. Of this information was that it was all written. It's not me just walking around telling people something and trying to get them to give their lives to me. In truth, all I'm trying to do is give you your life back, bridge your soul back to you, which was the first thing Christ told me. So many, many times in this adventure, wow, Christ, this is taking a long time. Why are we not moving faster? I remember when I first saw him and he was trying to teach me, and I thought that all he wanted to do, basically, was tell people he was here. So I'm like, yeah, put me on Oprah. You'll grab about 20 million people at one time. But that wasn't why I saw him. But my brain, being the size of a peanut, thought that. And grow in life. And as I wrote, I started becoming very protective of what Christ was telling me. And I didn't want to hear people try to destroy his words because they were so beautiful that they calmed me and they healed me. And then this huge humbling effect came over me that I knew this information And it made me feel safe. 
and it made me feel whole and it made me feel peace and it made me feel my dreams again. There's something about seeing something extraordinary that I could not have expected. I could not have made it up. And when I wrote it, nobody ever even heard of me yet. To write it in peace. So Vincent Hawkins was a person who within the last year somehow ran across Origins of Truth, the book. And then after he got the book and started reading it, he looked me up and found me. And he said, I love the book, but I can't tell anyone about it. And I thought, if one more person says that to me, I'm going to smack myself in the head. What is it that you can't tell someone about it? And I said to him, it's one of the most frequently stated things to me is that I don't know how to tell people about it. And I thought, just tell them. It's so scary. We tell each other about books all the time, and then we find something that really touches us, and because it touched us so deeply, because it was so real, even share it. It's, you become protective of it the way I did. And then I realized that when somebody picks up Origins of Truth, and they start it from the beginning, and they start reading it. They begin to find themselves. They have the same experience I had, the same feelings I had, saying I saw Christ. So the people working with me that are doing all the marketing and created all the classes and stuff, They went through a lot when we were filming. But I remember when we started filming, I said to them, why don't you guys just read the book? You're asking me a lot of questions. And if you read the book, the answers are there. I mean, I could answer you all day, but there's just no physical time. We're filming. Because I knew that even if they started, that, they will not be able to stop. There was no stone, emotional stone, left unturned in that book. It wasn't time. They didn't have the time. They didn't have the mental space. So here we are entering March, which takes us into a full year later. They just started reading the book two weeks ago, the two of them. The two of, there was other people, but the the two that I got to know best. God. And I said, yeah, everyone just says like they, they wrote a book, like it's a business card, but nobody actually picked up the book. And it changed the entire paradigm of how and what they want to do. Because the truth heals us. We heal from the truth. If you read 
the book, if you read it, what it is saying can heal your life. And the question is, what, what is he saying? It's not that I saw him. Again, it's irrelevant of me. The fact that anyone could have seen him is the big deal. So Vincent Hawkins writes, Knowing truth releases the wanting to change your soul to grow so knowingly. The growth will come in time in moments of truth. There is not a soul on earth who will learn against their own will. They will learn when they search or learn, for then, for they will carry the energy of learnments in them. So he quoted Origins of Truth, and I was like, yay, love the quote, because the more truth you know, the less anxiety you are going to feel. I'm going to say that again, because anxiety is the biggest ailment of our time. But it's also because the truth is optional right now in our world. It's like you could say something in a tweet that you really mean, and then you say you backtrack and walk it back in a second tweet after you get all the attention for the first tweet. And I'm like, seriously? Is that what we've become? We've become tweeters? we get our news now that's how we make political decisions that's how we make decisions about our families so crazy right so what happens to us when we see all that we start getting anxiety and we don't know why and it's because it isn't true even the apologies for the initial outbursts are not true so then we start feeling we live in an unstable world. It's, it's irrelevant of the events of our time, stable world, and then we get anxiety. And we can't help it. So Vincent's reading the book, and he's like, hey, I'm feeling better. Because when you read that book, it does start to heal you even without you knowing it's happening because you start finding your own truth. So then he continues and writes, the veil of sleep is there for a reason. Yet the time has come for the lifting of the veil by the way of the insights in these partial glimpses given to us in Origins of Truth. I think at times about this and gradually forming in my own mind as a question, why is it now that we are helped at this particular moment in our time? And so I, I, I just wrote back that at this time in our history, we are growing away from a huge gray area that we have lived in for years. We were kind of not here or there. When I first started telling people about this, my biggest question that I, I received was, why am I here? What is my purpose? And I remember thinking, gosh, how could somebody ask me what their purpose is? How could they not know themselves? And it kept bringing me back to what I was told in the beginning, that my job was to bridge people's souls back to them. So then I go back to the book. And I'm like, hey, this is crazy. Because I know everything Christ says is true, but a lot of it I've had to grow into. But it is true. 
that everything will form into black and white. The only trick is he told me that 18 years ago. And it really hit its stride with this last election. You always wonder how things are going to happen. And I don't care who got elected and I don't care who the players are. But we are speaking now two languages. And you can see clearly, at least in the United States, because it has now become a divided language territory, I want to say, where there are two completely different points of view. And one is based on the lack of love and one is based on the love. Only to each side, some love and lack of love are completely opposite views of the same thing. That's the biggest example I could give you. It's the black and white part. But it's also bled into our relationships, our schools, even our rewritten past history. Because now the truth doesn't matter anymore as long as the person who's using it to get what they want is getting what they want, whatever it is they want. So that gray area of just being able to be the same old, same old, you now have to actually make concrete decisions. Because if you say, I won't do this, or I will do this, you are committed to what you say you won't do or will do. Even talk our way out of a box anymore because everything's become so transparent. Somebody who actually murders someone is caught on camera walking in before they kill them. And also on camera, we see the person walking in before they knew they were going to get murdered. And then we see the hooded guy leave the scene on camera. And then some neighbor's camera, doorbell camera, gets them driving up to the house in their car. And we're like, that's normal now. If anyone is going to do anything, cheat on a spouse, cheat in a company, hurt another human being, kill another human being, rob a bank, walk in a store and go shopping, Stopping at a red light. Buying something. Placing your your purchases. That's how they know somebody isn't around anymore. Well, no one's used their cell phone. They've not used their cell phone and they've not used their car for days. They're missing. We can't find them, but there's no evidence that they are up and running. It's black and white now. There is no maybe like there used to be. None. Anywhere we go, issue with a company, and we walk in to fight our case and say, oh, I want to talk to the manager. And you talk to the manager, that manager has no power to fix your issue. They can only do what they can do in a computer. And if the computer blocks them 
from doing certain things. Frustrated and company thinks, ah, oh, what the heck? They're going to be frustrated, but they actually don't have a choice in the matter. They have to put up and shut up. And people do, and again, it increases their anxiety and increases their feelings of helplessness. Black and white. Now we've gotten so used to our businesses not being able to address certain issues that happen as a result of their business that we don't even try anymore because it's going to take two hours out of our life. We'll never get back. We already know the results. You can turn on one news channel or you can turn on another and you're going to hear a different, completely different point of view than you heard on the other channel about the same exact thing, telling the truth. Because reality is optional now. You didn't see what you saw. You didn't hear what you heard. But this is what I want you to hear and this is what I want you to see. So... That's the only information you're going to get. Every single point in our history, there has been a um, revolution of that this is going to end our world or change our world, even to the point when television was introduced and Charlie Chaplin and the only speaking engagement he ever did filmed himself speaking about the dangers of television. He foresaw that and said, they will trick you, basically. You will be tricked and you won't even know it. And it's true. Only time anyone heard his voice. It's on YouTube. I can't remember the name of it, but you can Google Charlie Chaplin's YouTube video and you'll find it. So when I think of origins of truth, and I used to call it, and I'm going to call it again, a breathing, living organism, it is a guide. When we say we don't come with manuals, it is a manual. Because one thing that nobody can change, can never be changed, is truth. And how do you know it's true? because of how you feel when you read it. Even people who wanted to fight me about the book, Chin Me, I thought, why are you questioning me? That came through me. I learned from it the way you're learning from it. If somebody put a gun to my head, I couldn't make up that stuff. That was my teacher and my healer, and I am just sharing it. If you think I know everything, I don't, but I do know that because I learned it, like you. You're just learning it after me because somebody had to write it or put it in writing form. And I'm that objective about it because that is the truth.
So Vincent continued to write, see, in these times, why is it that I cannot fail to feel optimistic? I look forward to listening always. And then told me to turn off my social media and enjoy my weekend. But it does keep us optimistic. Because once you feel the truth, you cannot unfeel it. Every little truth, every little morsel of truth has more nutrition in it, mental nutrition, emotional nutrition, that it literally becomes part of our DNA. So even for all those times I questioned myself and said, who am I push this? And Christ said to me, you're not pushing anything. You tell the truth, and the truth will do the work. You speak in love, and the love will propel. And as a result, we will capture, recapture our innocence. Brain will go back to a place that believes again in each other. And in life as a whole. And it may seem slow in the beginning. But it will only propel. It will never go backwards. It's not like we have to retweet and say, oh, Christ didn't mean it that way. This is what he really meant after he's insulted half of the population. A lot of grace and a lot of peace, and a lot of warmth. And just being able to describe this time in our history from truth-based thinking so that our anxiety doesn't run ahead of us. Sun in our hearts and minds is what determines our days. And if what's going on in our heart and mind is fear of what else is going to happen today, you're going to be that little jumping bean in that little dish that keeps jumping all day because it can't go forward and it can't go backwards. But if you say to yourself things like, hey, I know this about myself and I know that about myself, And this is how I deal with things. I'm doing my best. I can enjoy today. I can do something that will make me feel better by the end of the day. Whatever it is, helping someone, helping yourself, organizing yourself, meeting with other people if that makes you happy, sitting and reading a great book if that makes you happy, But taking the time, creating the space where you're going outside of impulse. Because impulsive decisions are because we haven't thought things through. And whatever sounds good to us, we figure, I could take that, I could do that, nobody will ever know, or I'll never have to tell anyone, or I can justify it, or whatever we say. Just walk away from those thoughts. 
I had somebody who was a compulsive shopper. She doesn't have the money to shop as much as she loves to shop. And she says to me, it just makes me feel so good at the end of the day after work. And she worked so hard to not have money problems, but she has money problems because of her habit. And I said, try tonight actually not doing that so that you find something else that can reward you, but you can't find something else that can reward you if you continue to do that first. And you'll find that if you skip that part, because the Internet shopping thing has gone amok in her world, you will learn to do that only when you need something, not just as like a dopamine effect where you make yourself feel good at the last minute. And then figure, "Ah, I can't pile up. It's only $60. It's only $30 because all that adds up. But that's just a sign of what we do to ourselves emotionally, right? It doesn't matter if I put this in the corner. And then the next day you put something else in the corner. And then the next day you put something else in the corner. Before you know it, your corner grew. Now your corner's to the middle of the room. And now you don't have as much room to move around. And you have all this junk you don't need. And all that junk was was a dopamine effect. So find something else that gives you that feeling of success rather than feeling like you can't take care of yourself because you can't even listen to yourself. It's that clear now. It's that black and white. If you get in an argument with someone or you have a disagreement and you feel that, that tension building up to, oh, my gosh, we need to have this out. What if before that time came, you go to the person and say, you know what, I'm feeling tension building. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to carry this. Do you want to talk about it? Heck yeah. We no longer need to take our anger and cram it down somebody else's throat. And the ones who need it are going too far because it's obvious. It's black and white now. You can see it coming, and we know to get the heck out of the way. But there's the ones who solve and the ones who don't know how to solve yet. Think of that difference. There's the ones who solve and the ones don't know, who don't know how yet. And the ones who don't know how, how are you going to solve it with them? So if you come to them earlier on, before the anger mounts, before the, what do they say, the poop hits the fan, you will teach them that these ways that seem silly work. The hardest part of this time is when they take the truth and make it seem like it's stupid. That part, I'm just like, oh, they've got a long way to go into black and white. And we are much clearer. And we're prepared for it. You guys, my time's already up. Have a happy Monday. I will see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. You have been listening to today's Daily Dose of the Nadia Khalil Morning Show. To learn more, visit www.nadiakhalil.com.